Well, this morning we had Joel and Trent here um, with Josh leading worship, and uh, so thankful for them doing that, uh, connected with uh, Joel this week as he just got back from a tour, and Trent got back from a tour, and we're connecting this week sometime. Um, but uh, I just, with them here, they uh, crisscrossed the country. They went to, uh, each of them went, uh, were apart from one another, but went to eight different cities across the United States and just partnered with believers in those cities and uh, shared the gospel and uh, ministered to people in those cities. And I just asked them to come and share a couple of the highlights and share some things, ways that they saw God at work all throughout the United States this summer. And so as they're back and as they prepare for the next year um, in the fall, um, before they do that, I would love for them to reflect on the summer. So why don't you guys come on up. And um, first, as you guys are coming up, I just want you just to share the cities that you went to. Where did the Lord lead you? Kind of tell us uh, the journey that you guys had this summer. Yeah, so you might remember uh, my team was here our first week of tour in Holland, Michigan with you with uh, Restoration Church. We were part of the uh, team that did uh, church out at Collin Park, and so uh, you might remember that, uh, that that was our first city. Uh, we then went to Lynchburg, Virginia, Detroit, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Denver, Colorado, Boise, Idaho, San Francisco, and Fresno, California. Awesome. Trent. Yes. Uh, so my team, uh, we did the East Coast. So we actually went, uh, we started in Grand Rapids, went to Indianapolis, um, I remember. So sorry. So many <laughs> cities. Um, we made it to West Virginia, Charleston, West Virginia, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Um, we went to Tennessee, Kingsport. Yep, Kingsport, Tennessee, um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, Long Island, New York, and then Rhode Island. Yeah, Providence. Wow. Providence, Rhode Island. So between the two of you guys, you guys covered a lot of a lot of ground this summer. A lot of the United States. Um, we see in Scripture that uh, God's heart is for us and for people, for God so loved the world that he gave, like he has a heart that is towards people. Um, how have you seen his heart on display as you've crisscrossed the country? Um, how did you see God really touch people and share any testimonies that you guys saw, um, any ways that you guys saw that at play in any of the cities? So, um, Yeah, I would say the biggest, like, the biggest way I just saw God's heart for people was just his relentless pursuit um, of of the lost, the broken, the hurting. Um, do you mind if you even share a testimony right now? Yeah. Just like one thing, one thing, one testimony that I just like really, I feel like, uh, just displayed this so clearly. Um, we had another team uh, that was in Omaha, um, Nebraska, and they were uh, they were one of the one of the people on the team came up to these these, these street performers and was like, hey. Um, can I pay you to use your microphone? I want to I wanna say something. And so uh, paid these street performers, preached the gospel um, to the streets in Omaha, and left. They, these, guys, these street performers had never heard the gospel before, but weren't really open to conversation. Um, and so then our next week, we're with this partner, with this team, the same team that was in um, Omaha. Um, in Denver, they're, they're here, they're there with us in Denver. I'm, I'm out um, on the streets and I see these street performers. I love music and so I'm going to go talk to them. And so me and one of my friends from this other team, uh, we go talk to these street performers about Jesus. They're like, yeah, I heard a little bit about that. Don't know, don't know much. Um, but we got to just talk with them and, and, and share the love of Jesus. And then two, and this is in Denver, Colorado. Um, and then two weeks later in Portland, Oregon, the same team that we were with, uh, that was in Omaha and then partnered with us in Denver. Uh, they're in Portland and they're, they're walking around the streets and the, the friend that was with me uh, and, in Denver and the girl who was 
who talk to the street performers in Omaha. They're they're kind of walking down the street and they're they're kind of and they're talking. And they're, so for whatever reason, they came back to this conversation about you know the two the two opportunities they had to engage with these street performers. And they're coming to the realization that these are the exact two, these are the exact same street performers that they they talked with in Omaha that they were uh, that they talked we talked with in Denver, um, and so they're talking about this because these guys these street performers are going around the country all summer just kind of playing music making money on the like playing music on the streets and they're walking they're realizing that these are the same people um, and then they they look up, they look ahead and, and they see these street performers in in the in downtown Portland and they're like there's no way. There's no way, right? And so, wow. and so they walk up. They they walk a little bit closer, and these guys are just kind of they're doing their thing, and the guy just stops mid-song and goes, "That's crazy," because it's the exact same street performers that they met in Omaha, Nebraska, and Denver, That's Colorado. Awesome. These two people that were on this other team, and so like, and, and so they got to come up to these street performers and be like. You guys know there's literally no way other than the love of Jesus that we would be here in Portland after getting to meet you guys in Omaha, get to tell you about Jesus in Denver, and now we get to share the gospel with you once again in Portland. God is after you. He is chasing. He, he wants your life. He loves you so much that he would send us across the country to the exact same cities that you're going to to show you that, that life uh, is worth living for him. And so these two street performers gave their lives to Jesus that day uh, and just are living for him. It's so amazing. Yeah, I'd have to say pretty much the same thing. Like, God's just on the move. I mean, it's just so undeniable. I mean, from every city we went to, there's just such a hunger. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, the movie Jesus Revolution, uh, there's a line where it says, like, our, my generation, he's saying, is, like, is hungry, but they're just, like, searching for God in all the wrong places. And it's, like, so true today. Like, I mean, say to say there's so many people that are just like lost and searching for God but they don't truly know it and so I mean it's it's just a labor issue I mean people like the church just every city we've been to where the church is going and just going out and just trying to reach people like they're the most powerful churches we've seen on tour I mean I can think of one church in particular in West Virginia where it was uh the pastor, Pastor Bill, he goes out to Section 8 housing every single day, every week, and just going and talking to people and every single person, oh, yeah, we know Pastor Bill. Like, Pastor Bill's great. And he's just discipling these people, like random people coming in the churches. Um, but it's just been amazing. I mean, God is just so clearly on the move, and it's just been so, like, cool to see. Even just, like, salvations and just countless healings, but it's all, like, just unto God and just, like, sharing it with people. And so it's just been a blessing. I know... Um, one testimony we saw uh, was, I'm trying to remember, so sorry, can't remember his name. Um, but there was one salvation that we saw in uh, Long, or actually in Rhode Island. We were going out and just sitting with people in parks, and there was countless, dis- so uh, in Rhode Island, there's a lot of, it's a sanctuary state, so tons of people are just coming in for work all these different things, but there's just a lot of people just lost and broken with no direction. So a lot of homeless people, but uh, we just started sitting with people in parks. There's one particular park that was just people are, it's like known to be the park where people like shoot up and just lay out, get drunk. And um, we were just going and talking to these people and we ended up uh, meeting this one person. His name was Cruz. That was his name. Uh, didn't speak English and we just sat with them. There's three of them. They're just all kind of smoking weed and just joking around. We're like, hey, can we sit with you guys? Just sat down and 
uh, one by one, people started leaving, and but there's one guy that stood, and he was from Guatemala, and he was just like so lost. He's like, my family sent me here. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just basically in broken English. He's just like, I'm just so sad, so broken in my heart. Like, he never given his life to Jesus, but knew about God. So we prayed with him, and he just broke down crying. We were able to uh, get him to his shelter, actually. And there he actually gave his life to Jesus. We were telling him about the gospel, how to accept Jesus in his heart. And just got to pray with him. And basically, he just mid-conversation, we had a translator who was just like preaching the gospel to him. Mid-conversation, Cruz took out his, uh, his vape pen and his lighter, just put it on the table. And he took, the other guy took it, Luis took it told him how to give his life to Jesus. He gave his life to Jesus, and then literally just, it was amazing. He was breaking down, crying, and, and truly was sold out for the gospel. Like, we, we saw, um, as we were, like, preaching the gospel, basically, Louis said, like, we'll give you everything that you need, not what you want, and he basically, Cruz was like, all I want is Jesus. He's like, I just need Jesus, and so there's so many people that are just hungry for God, but they don't know it, and um, it's okay. I'll share, can I share one more short testimony? We saw, this is literally, uh, like halfway through tour in Hilton Head, we were setting up signs, basically just, I'm sure you guys saw like the gathering, the Jesus gatherings that we do. We were just setting up like posters and like taping them to like stop signs, which we definitely should, we're not supposed to do. That was like illegal. But we were just like putting up everywhere we could just to get people to this gathering. And we were interceding the night before just so people would see it. And the day after, we met this guy. I don't remember his name, but he showed up on a bike and he's like yeah i was riding i'm not even from here but i saw the sign i just felt drawn to it that i need to go like i don't even know he comes and basically is so rocked by just god like the holy spirit he comes up to one of my teammates dan and is just like i i'm living i'm partying he's probably like 20s but he's just like i'm partying like, i'm chasing after women like i'm smoking he's just like none of it's filling me up like i i need jesus like this has to be it or it's nothing else and so he just gives his life to Jesus, gets baptized, born again, just completely turns his life around. And then the crazy thing is, this is where it gets kind of cool, he actually lived in Athens, Georgia, which was our stop two weeks from then. And we're like, no way, like, dude, we'll see you in two weeks. So we go off, do our next stop, come back to Athens, and he shows up, and he's 180, completely different person. Like, before, he was, like, depressed, and he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Just, like, a lot of just heaviness. And then we see him two weeks later, and this guy's just beaming. Wow. And he's just like, like, hey, guys, like, I've been knocking on my friend's door for like two hours trying to get him to come out. He's like, you need Jesus, dude, you need to come to this gathering. He's, we basically start talking to him, and he's like, I've been getting kicked out of like hospitals because I'm going in and praying for people, and they're kicking me out. He's like, I've been going to bars with my friends and just like getting <laughs> water and just drinking water and preaching the gospel to him. Like two weeks ago, completely different. And it's just only God. It's just only, that's like all it is. It's nothing else. Like, only God can change people like that. So it's been just so cool. Awesome. So, so cool. So you guys, you guys interacted with a lot of people as you were going all around the country. How would you describe the, the hunger that you see in people? Or, like, where are people at across the country? Because, you know, we can hear different things, you know, um, but you interacted with a lot of people. Like, where's the, is, what's the level of hunger? What are people longing for? Yeah. Um, well, we, re we, we know we read in the Gospels that, like, the harvest is ripe. Um, and, and sometimes from the outside looking in, it's really, it's really easy to not believe that. Um, I know, but, like, from, from my experience, from every single place I've been to, um, is that people are, people are searching for answers. Uh, people are searching for things that will satisfy. People are just looking to all the wrong things to fill these, 
to fill what they're looking for. Um, there's, there's, a root, there's a root hunger that, it, that can only be filled uh, by the love of Jesus. Um, and so I'm consistently seeing people that like, uh, whether or not they know that they need Jesus, they want him. They want him whether they, whether they know that that's what they're looking for or not. And, and so many people, so many people have maybe have had uh, poor representations of Jesus in the past. Maybe so many people have had uh, just like, like wrong perceptions of who he is um, that, that, they, that they think that they maybe don't want him. They, they think that, that maybe that's not what they want. Um, but when you dis- when we display get to display Jesus and just and just put him uh, and just elevate him and allow allow people to see him as who he really is, um, there's no there's no denying that you that that's exactly what we all want. We 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 all want uh, the real Jesus, and so um, and so the hunger is there. The harvest really is ready. Yeah, I'd probably just say the exact same thing. Just every city, I think. Each city that you go to, there's a very different atmosphere that you can feel. Like even in like praying over cities, like each city has a very unique, different like just culture, very different spirit over it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, there's everyone is searching. They're trying to fill themselves up with anything but God. If they don't know Jesus, then they're trying to fill it with whatever else. And it's just truly showing them like, hey, like what you're actually searching for, like is Jesus, whether you know it or not. And just every time. I mean, I'll share something really short. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, we had a guy in Indianapolis who was homeless, probably should have been dead. He got beat with a hammer, mugged, was on the street, and he just was searching for everything in, every, in all the wrong places. But we got to sit down with him, and he basically had the gospel preached to him like two or three times early that day. So we had a team, uh, two of our people go up to him, tell him the gospel. He's like, this is crazy. Like, if one more person comes up to me, then I'll believe it. And so we went up to him, and we we're like, hey, like, dude, you ever heard the gospel? And he's like, all right. And he's like, this is crazy. Like, four people have come up to me. And we're like, okay, like, the last people were definitely our friends, but we don't know these other people. And what's cool is, like, he actually ended up rededicating his life to Jesus. And he completely just was like, this is it. Like, I've been trying to fill it up with money. Like, I've been trying to do financial, just, like, being financially well. Like, nothing has done it. But he's like, and he just was breaking down crying. But the cool thing that I want to mention is, like, there was two or three people that day that also told him the gospel, and they'll never see the fruit of that. And so it's like, even if you sow a seed and, like, tell someone something, and even if they blow you off, like, you never know what that could lead to down the road. But, but yeah, people are, people are so So hungry. in light of that, what would yeah. you uh, share to the church, you know, to us here today? Like, what's, what's your challenge, encouragement to us? Yeah, I would say just the gospel is never going to be a bad there's nothing more powerful than sharing the gospel with someone like you can never go wrong i think my if i could encourage you guys with anything is just to go out like be fearless like god is with you truly and it's like whether you see fruit or not like you sharing praying over someone asking if they've heard the gospel and sharing it with them like that is never a bad seed planted and so whether you see salvation or not like man it's just beautiful every time so yeah going out just like asking like, hey, this is random. Like God pointed you out to me. Like, can I pray for you? And sometimes they're like, oh yeah, I know whatever. But you never know. You seriously never know. Yeah, I would just say that God is on the move. Uh, that uh, he doesn't need us to continue to do miracles, to continue to work. Uh, but he does invite us. He does invite us to be a part of that. Um, and it's a great honor to be used by him. It's a great honor um, and just like, 
it, to, to be a part of the, what he is doing here, among the, here on the earth. Um, and I just want, and I just would say, like, join in. Like, whatever it looks like, join in with the kingdom of heaven coming here on earth. Whatever it looks like, just simply by saying yes to whatever he's prompting, whatever he's putting on your heart. Those passions, those desires, those, uh, those feelings that, he's, that are, you know, of God, that are, that are kingdom-focused, like kingdom kingdom-centered, those are, those are him. Those things are him, and he's inviting you to be a part of it. He wants to release these things, and it's not just simply something that he wants to use uh, the, the under-30s to do. It's not just something that he wants to use the people who are in full-time ministry to do, but he actually, wants, he actually invites all of his children into this mission with him. Um, and so it's just that I just feel like if I had to say something to the church, just say yes. Just say yes. Be a part of it with him. Um, there's no greater joy than living life for Jesus. There's no greater joy and honor than, than just following him and allowing him, uh, just submitting uh, uh, yourself to be used by him. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Trent. Oh, I feel like you said that. A I'm sorry. I know. Can I say oh, something? You know, you know I would say yes. Just go for it. Um, I was just going to say, the moment I stepped out in just like obedience, but also just like talking to people was the moment that the Bible truly came to life for me. Like seeing people get healed, seeing people get delivered, seeing salvations. And I just wanted to say really quick that I never once regretted going up to someone, even when I wasn't sure. I never once regretted going up to someone, but I always regretted every single time when I didn't. So, but yeah. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> okay. I think every single time that I was wondering about talking to someone, like, oh, maybe I should go up to them, maybe not. I've never once regretted going up to them and actually talking to them, even if they blew me off or, like, nah, like, never once regretted it. But 10 times out of 10, I always regretted when I didn't. Every single time. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I want to encourage you, um, you know, if you, if you want to have more conversations with these gentlemen, you know, call them, ask them, you know, go out to coffee with them, buy their lunch, um, you know, buy their dinner, give them food or whatever, and just, just listen. They've been an encouragement to me, and I've never, um, I've never, I don't want to say that, like, the, the, the group that they're a part of, um, there's a group of, of young people that are so passionate for the gospel, so, like, eager and energetic to share the gospel with people, to share the hope of Jesus with people, and I've also um, seen in them just a, a love for one another, a deep love and encouragement of one another. Um, as I hear them share stories, they share about other people's stories and like, yeah, this person did this and this person did that. And, and it doesn't seem, there could be, I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like there's a competition amongst, you, amongst one another. All they want is to see Jesus glorified. And this morning as we, we wrap up, um, actually I had another message uh, plan, but hey, that's for next week. Um, I want to share just a couple thoughts. Um, Piper, why don't you put that uh, first slide up? Um, here, here's a picture of people. Um, look, this is something that I believe deeply. Like, there is a longing in each person, a longing that can only be satisfied by Jesus. You know, even put yourself up in that, in that picture, you know, identify who you are in that picture. Um, there is a longing deep in every person that can only be satisfied in Jesus. And people will go searching for a number of different things. And that's why throughout my life, I have truly believed, and I know you have truly believed, that Jesus is the answer to any situation that anybody is going through. You guys give testimony to that. Like, Jesus is the answer. He is the solution. 
And what is our role? What are we supposed to do? The thing that I've felt so long is that our role is to just move people closer to Jesus. And that's, I love what you guys shared about those stories. Whether it's you're just planting seeds. We're just planting seeds. We're just sharing the gospel or praying with somebody. You might not see, and those people that you shared about, they didn't see a person come to faith in Jesus. They missed it by just a little bit. But they were part of that process that God used to get their attention and chasing after them. I mean, God is a God who is in pursuit of his people, and he works through people. And so our job is to plant seed, to pray, to encourage people, whatever the Spirit is telling us to do. I think of that video that we saw from Austin and Tate, and I kind of chuckled because there's the dude in the middle with the, the motorcycle. And I'm like, I wonder if all the other guys who have these pedal bikes are looking at him and going like, I wish I had that motorcycle. How does he get that? Well, I think he has greater responsibility. But in my mind, there was a picture. I'm like, that's who we are when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of times that we can be pedaling our bike and striving really hard instead of listening to those promptings that I believe the Holy Spirit is giving us to go and talk to a person, to pray with a person. So our job is to move people closer to Jesus. And there are some times, there are some times when we get to see them cross from darkness into light, from death to life. And what a celebration. We celebrate. But there are also times where maybe they had a negative perspective on Jesus, and we share the gospel, or we just pray, or we just encourage, uh, give an encouraging word. They're like, oh, maybe Jesus isn't all that bad. And they move just a little bit closer to him. Or maybe you're, you know, there's a person that you encounter, and they're a follower of Jesus. They've given their life to Jesus, but as you're talking to them, there's some sort of sin that's in their life. You, as a believer, get to encourage them in their relationship with Jesus and move them, even as a follower of Jesus, closer to Jesus. To say, yo, this thing is on, has a grip on your life. You need to let go of this. There's more for you. Or even this morning, I believe these two are moving us closer to Jesus. As they speak words of life into us, and they say, you know what? Get involved in the game. Don't be just on the sidelines. I mean, our faith is being stirred up this morning to say, wow, if these two young guys can go out and do it, like, I can do it. We can go pray with people. We can go share the gospel. Who are we just to sit on the sidelines? No, we all want to get in the game. And I think for each one of us, it's growing in deeper surrender to our King, King Jesus. And I want to wrap up by reading a couple passages. If you have your Bible, turn to Revelation 19. This is a picture of Jesus. This is a, a clear picture of Jesus and who he is. It says, Then I, John's writing this, Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and he makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on his white horse. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod and an iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and with a loud voice he called to all the birds that fly directly overhead, Come, gather for the great supper of God, to eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh 
of mighty men, the flesh of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth with their armies gathered to make war against him who was sitting on the horse and against his army. You see that picture? Like this is a great battle between Jesus and his enemy. And the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who in its presence had done the signs by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur, and the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse, and all the birds were gorged with their flesh. I mean, that is quite the scene. But here is a scene, a picture of powerful Jesus, conquering Jesus, defeating the enemy once and for all. And here is the most amazing thing. Here is the Almighty One, the one who, like all of heaven, their jaw just drops. They're in awe, and they're like, what is he going to do? Here's the most amazing thing. Flip over to Revelation 3. These are the words of that same one that we just read about. He says this to the church in Laodicea. Behold, I stand, verse 20, at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. That is the great invitation. Here is this big conquering hero, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the I am, the one who is true and faithful, the one who is all powerful. And there he is standing at the door of our heart knocking. Now, I don't know about you, but that like blows me away. Because here, if it's a king or a, or a famous person, how often do they just stand at the door and knock? No, someone who's all-powerful, who's almighty, they're like, door? What door? I'm just going to bust right in. But this is a picture of our loving Savior who's knocking at the door of our hearts, saying, come in. Open the door. I want to come in. I want complete surrender or complete control of your life. You know, there is this invitation to us from a loving God, our Savior Jesus. And what he's saying is, and he said this to the church in Laodicea, you think you're rich. You think you have everything, but you actually have nothing. Come to me, and I will fill you. I will give you what you need. I will satisfy you. I think in many ways, a lot of us have stepped out and said, like, all right, here we are. We're living for Jesus. But I know there's always more. There's greater surrender. There's maybe a life that we're holding on to. And there's a great invitation to all of us from King Jesus. Open the door. Continue to open the door. Allow me to have complete control of your life. Because then you will find everything that you've been longing for. So this morning as we came together, we were down in the basement and talking through what songs we're going to sing and, and all that jazz. And I just told Joel, I'm like, hey, do you know this song? I've been singing it this morning. And he was like, yeah. And he just started playing it. I'm like, I'm so jealous that you can just start playing songs. Like, seriously? Um, but that's how we want to end. I want to end with this song. Because this song is so true. And it says, the more I seek you, the more I find you. And the more I find you, the more I will love you. And in the chorus, it just says, I just want to lay at your feet. just want to soak up your love. just want to sit here and be with you. And so my invitation for you is I don't want you to stand after hearing the testimonies, after hearing this 
uh, from the Word of God in Revelation 3, this, this Jesus knocking at the door of our hearts. I want to ask you, what is your response? What is your response to King Jesus who wants to grow in a relationship with you, wants to have a, a complete access to your entire life? What is your response to him? And I want you just to um, spend some time with the Lord just as they sing this song. And then in a little bit, we'll, we'll stand and we'll close out with a time of worship in our heart. Open up your heart Just open up your heart He's got more for you
elsewhere. Oh, and better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts. Thousands elsewhere. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day. Than thousands elsewhere. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day. You're not sitting on the sidelines. Better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day. Than thousands elsewhere. No better is one day. Better is one day. Better is one day. Oh, you're fighting us in. Because better is one day in your court. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your court than thousands elsewhere. Oh, better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Because the more I seek you, you know, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. You're inviting us into deeper places. The more I seek you, the more I find you, and the more I find you, the more I love you, because better is one day. that we'll seek after, that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and gaze upon your beauty. Father, forgive us for the times that we've sought pleasure and purpose apart from you, because you truly are the only one that satisfies. You truly are the almighty one, the beautiful one, the one that our hearts were created for. 
So today, I thank you and I praise you for your goodness that you're constantly drawing us in and inviting us into more and more. And I thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're loving. I thank you that, that um, your promise that if we seek you, we will find you. So Lord, make us better seekers. Make us more desperate seekers of you. And even as we go out from this place, I pray that we would live a life of no regrets, but that we would live a life of radical obedience, quickly going to those that you're highlighting to pray, to encourage, whatever it is you're putting on our heart. May we live a life of deep surrender to you because you are worthy of it all, Jesus. We love you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. You are dismissed to go. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day. If you want to stick around here and pray with people, if you have something stern in your heart, feel free to come up. I'd love to pray with you and encourage you or talk with you anymore. I'm sure these guys would love to pray with you as well. So you're dismissed and have a wonderful Sunday. God bless.